Are you serious about wine, Carmela? Well, not really. Well, do you think a wine needs to be serious? Well, if it's serious, I think it needs to loosen up. Okay, all Maybe right. it needs a glass of wine. Okay, well, regardless, today we're going to talk about a wine that some people, including us, have given a bad rap, but we think deserves more respect. Ah, sounds good. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Wine Pair Podcast. I'm Jill, your sommelier of reasonably priced wine, and this is my wife and my wine pairing partner in crime, Carmela. Hi there. And we are the Wine Pair. Yippee! Okay, a quick orientation for those of you who may be new to the podcast. Mm -hmm. In each episode, we learn about and taste and give our completely honest review of three wines that are reasonably priced, which means under $20 each, that should be easy for you to find, and our podcast is made for people who want to learn more about wine or find new wines to enjoy and just want someone to talk about wine in a fun way that normal people can understand. Ooh, I like those kind of people. Okay, so if that sounds like you and you're one of those people that Carmela likes, you are in the right place. All right. And we are proud to say that we are recommended by the editors of Decanter Magazine who call us fun, irreverent, chatty, and entertaining. Wow. All right, Carmela, today we're going to be talking about a very serious subject. What? I mean, usually we joke around and we have some fun, but today we're all business. Mm. And I mean it. I mean it. Are you no sure? No laughing, no joking. We must not be no, drinking wine today, No, sar- Well, we are. Well, no sarcasm from you. Right. No sarcasm. And by the way, just to add to the seriousness, I'm trying out a new microphone. I'm oh. not sure if I like it or not, but we're going to break it and in we'll and see, see what we think. We'll see if they even notice. And like we'll if- see how if I get angry. Wow. It. Not just serious, why would you but angry. Get, why would you get angry? I don't know. Why does serious seem angry? Anyway. Mm, sometimes serious people are angry. That's true. Okay, so today we are serious because we are going to make the case that rosé made from Pinot Noir is a serious wine. Oh, I don't know. Wine doesn't have to be serious. I don't know. Just Maybe don't. just like enjoyable. Well, fun. enjoyable. But I want it to be serious. Okay. And with just about I think a, you need. You think that people need to take it seriously. That's what I mean. That's okay. what I mean. Take okay. it seriously, people. Okay, yeah. And, I, and we've got just about a week left of summer as we record this. It's, mm-hmm. it's the middle part of September. But, you know, you can still enjoy this summer sipper. There's a little bit of summer left. But still, even outside of summer... You can enjoy this right. wine. Give it a go, it right? Any time right. of the year. It's a great, we think Rosé of Pinot Noir is a great year-round wine. Mm-hmm. So there. Now, I think there are those of you out there in listening land, I've just tried that about 15 <laughs> times, who are in one of two camps on the subject. And Carmela, we're going to find out what camp you're in. Okay. Camp you're camp. in. Camp. Okay. Whoa. Anyway. I'm not going to that camp. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, especially in that camp you're in. Okay. <laughs> there are those of you who love Rosé and think it's an excellent wine, but are tired of people making fun of you for liking it. Are you Do in people, that camp? Well, well just okay, wait. Okay, okay. Stop interjecting I, and let me make... Okay, qu- ask the question okay, again. And then, no. <sighs> are you in the camp of people who think rosé is an excellent wine but are tired of people making fun of them for liking it? Or are you one of those people who just think rosé is not a serious wine and that serious wine drinkers would never drink a rosé, even one made from the noble Pinot Noir grape? Which camp? Are you? God, that's you a in. lot. There's a lot going on in those questions. Like each camp, there's a lot. I mean, you could. The deal is, is that I don't God, find that wine needs to be serious. I think rosé needs to be taken seriously by okay. all kinds of wine drinkers, and I really don't care what other people think because if I enjoy it, then I enjoy it. 
Okay. Is that what I'm you wanted a, to I'm hear? Gonna put you in the, I'm going to put you in the camp of the people who think it's a, it's a, a great the wine. The first camp. You like it. Okay, the okay. first camp. All right. Now, I, How about you? Well, I, I'm, we're, I'm in the first camp as well. Okay. We're going to camp you're in together. Oh, and I realize wow. there are probably more than a few of you out there who actually don't really think about rosé all that much or care about it all that right. much or really don't have that strong opinion. But that's okay mm-hmm. because this is still an episode for you because it's a serious and important subject. Oh, my goodness. I don't find it serious. Okay. Uh, seriously. But that's fine. That's okay. fine. Keep going. Now, Carmela, we have been in situations where people flat out disparage rosé. Well, even my dad I know. for a long time would not. He was like turned his nose way up. Yeah, like it was cheap or it's unserious and it's made from the refuse it's of red wine grapes. unserious a word. I made it up. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Google didn't say it was wrong. Okay. So Maybe it is. But I, I will say that the deal is that for serious winemakers... Real winemakers, artisanal winemakers, rosé is a serious wine. For sure. I mean, making a great rosé is just as challenging and time-consuming as making any other wine. I bet. And, I bet. And like, I bet it could be even more challenging for some. I, I bet it is. And, and I think, too, like any other wine, there's winemakers who make great rosés and winemakers that make crummy rosés, and mm. that's probably true of all the wines that they make. Mm-hmm. I will also say that we used to be in the second camp. That felt that rosé was not a serious or important or good wine. We were a little snobby about it. We did. We yeah. did. That didn't mean that we didn't enjoy the occasional glass. But I we, think we were worried that it was like a glass of wine that there was a little bit of white wine and a little bit of Yeah, I think we didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I think you're absolutely we right. We were like, ooh, they took the bottom of each yeah, what did bottle they do? and mixed they it. Put and water that's in why it's it. Pink. What did they take a red yeah. wine and put water in it or exactly. something? No. But in fact, one of our earliest episodes, Carmela, ever mm. was the F that wine episode. We don't even do the F that wine episode episodes and it was f that wine rosé oh wow Do you remember that? and we did we try them and decide whether or not we thought it was still like f them i, th- I think so i don't oh remember God. what we, we need to go back on and, that one wow f i mean gosh we were tough we were tough but i think we've i think we've come around mm, for sure and the reason we came around is that we did find we started to find some rosé wines that we really liked mm-hmm. and one that we found that we really liked is the type that we're drinking today which is pinot or noir, or rosé. Right. Okay. And then we've also had some other rosés that we really love too, like rosés made from Nebbiolo, or rosés made from Agiorditico, which are it's a Greek wine. It's really fun. And then we started drinking sparkling rosé. And I think that was really the thing that kind of put us over the edge. Mm. We love a good sparkling right. rosé. Right. So over the next couple of minutes, we're going to learn a little bit more about what makes rosé of Pinot Noir special, maybe mm. serious. Mm-hmm. And we have three rosé Pinot Noirs from the U.S. and France wow. that we're going to tra- taste and review to see if they're worth your hard-earned money. But first... You got to do our shameless plug. That's right. So we want to thank you for listening to us and for supporting our show. And if you haven't had the chance to do so yet, now would be the perfect time to subscribe to our podcast. After all, subscribing is a free way to support us. And then you never have to miss a show. And we want to thank all of you who have subscribed already. And another great way to support us, Carmela, Hmm. is to leave a nice rating review on our website or an Apple podcast or some Hmm. other podcast service so we can continue to grow our listeners. I love it. And then you can follow us us and see pictures of the wines we're tasting and trying today at Instagram at the Wine Pair Podcast. You can follow us on threads. You can contact us on our website, thewinepairpodcast.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter and get all sorts of fun stuff there, like food and wine pairings and recipes and all sorts of fun stuff. And I said fun stuff already, so it's, it's really so fun. fun. It's extra fun. <laughs> exactly. And as we do every week, we're going to tell you someone we think you should tell about the Wine Pair Podcast. And this week, what we want you to do is 
when you're in a conversation with somebody, we mm-hmm. just want you to throw out there, what do you think about rosé? Just randomly, just like, a, wait. like, what do you think about rosé? Should you be drinking wine with Doesn't, this person? No, I think just any conversation. You could be at work, I was just and saying, you turn to the person next to you, at work. and you say, what do you think about rosé? Like, give me your honest opinion about rosé. Yeah, and whatever they say, whether they love it, or they hate it, or they don't think about it, or whatever... Then send them this episode of the Wine Pair Podcast and tell them to listen. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm doing a lot of this today. <laughs> what are you doing? I you're don't just know. finding your deep end voice. I guess. I don't know. I'm weird. Wow. Wow. But what do you think about that? I like it. I really like it. I think it's kind of interesting that you just want to like randomly bring it up. Right, right. Why not? Okay. Okay. So, Carmela, let's start off by talking about what gave Rose a questionable reputation before we talk about what made Rose great. Ah, How about that? I'm okay? interested in this. And, yeah. and I think we have to remember that. Rosé is a style of wine, and that style of wine will depend very much on how it's made and what grapes it's made from, and we're going to cover a bit of this in this episode, and we have links to articles where you can find out more in the show notes for this episode, so just go to our website, you click on the episode, you scroll down to find the show notes, that's what you do. Okay, anyway, so there are a few reasons that Rosé has had a bad rap, and one is something we talked about several weeks ago in our episode on California Zinfandel. I don't know if you remember this, Hmm. Um, Hmm. but there was the California Zinfandel is underrated. And if you remember this, we talked about Sutter Home, Sutter Home wines. Right. And in the 1970s, they started making a wine from the runoff juice from Zinfandel, which was like sweet and low alcohol. And they talked, they called it white Zinfandel, even though it's pink, it's actually a rose. Hmm. And these wines are also sometimes known as blush wines. And it was a hit with customers. Like people loved it. And they who, people who wanted something easy to drink that they could put some ice cubes mm-hmm. in, and it was a really popular wine. And in fact, in 1987, it was the most popular domestic wine in the U.S. My goodness, I remember it. But it, I wasn't drinking. You it weren't at drinking that point. it in 1987. No, but, but I remember Sutter Home. And yes, I, and and that pink wine. Yes, I in, do. In a box, even I think maybe. Oh, I don't know. Boy. Or maybe it was in big bottles. But anyway, that was not a serious wine. I guess not. It was a rosé wine. It really was not a serious wine. It's fine. It wasn't meant to be a serious wine. It was meant to be kind of a fun and easy drinking wine. But, you know, again, I think whatever you like, whatever Whatever you enjoy. Whatever you like. But I'm not done telling my story. Okay. Okay, so here's another reason why, you know, they've had less than a positive reaction to Mm rosé is become because some producers do make it as a byproduct of wine production rather than what you would call an intentional wine, Ah. right? Like a wine you made specifically... To make rosé. Right, but they're doing it more now where they're making rosé. Well, they always have, but there is this other method. So, um, and I've got an article from the LA LA Times on it, but it's called the Sanye or Sanye method. And in that method, what they do is they bleed off juice that's in a fermenting tank of red wine. And when this is done, they they do it to make the original wine that's fermenting more Mm. concentrated. Mm. And the runoff wine tends to be a little bit you know, sweeter, sometimes kind of cloying. And this byproduct wine and it either gets thrown out or it gets made into a style of rosé or a type to rosé. Ah. And so I don't think I would consider these, and I think a lot of people would consider these less serious wines because they weren't created with the original purpose of mm. making a rosé. Mm. They're making a red wine and they're like, hey, we got some leftovers. We got some leftover. We yeah. can either throw it away or try to make a little bit of cash off this stuff. Ah, I get it. I get it. So then, Carmela, you may ask, what makes rosé a serious wine? 
Yeah, I may ask that. I'm asking it. Tell me. Okay. That makes rosé a serious wine. Thank you for asking that uh-huh. question. So the method of rosé that makes it, I think, makes it a more serious wine is the called the direct press or the maceration method. Mm. And it's used by winemakers who are intending to make a rosé wine from the get-go. And it's a more traditional method. So it is a method. It's not new. It's something that's been used for a long time. But what happens in this method is that the grapes are specifically grown to be made into a rosé. They're crushed and they're pressed to create the color and the flavor the winemaker is looking for. So they're specifically grown, they're specifically pressed, they're specifically picked, etc., to be a rosé. And that's why they call it intentional, an Ah. intentional wine. And the process of keeping the juice in contact with the skin is called maceration. So that's why Mm. sometimes it's called the maceration method. And what the winemaker does is they choose how long they want that skin to be in contact with the juice. And Mm -hmm. for a rosé, because the skin can is what really colors the wine or the juice, they will not leave it on the, the skins for more than 24 hours. It's usually right. a couple of hours to 24 hours. We've talked about this before in other mm-hmm, episodes. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it rosé. So it's not white and red wines mixed together. It's not that. Oh. That is not what it is. <laughs> and so the longer it's kept on the skins or the longer it's macerated, the more color. Mm-hmm. And that, again, these are from red wine grapes. So in this method, again, the grapes are picked at a specific time. They're usually picked a little bit earlier in the season because it creates a little bit lower alcohol wine and a higher mm. acid wine. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a little bit less sweet and lighter in flavor than those that are made from the Sanye method, because those are fully ripened grapes, mm. and so they're sweeter. And then when the runoff comes, the, then it's a little bit of a sweeter wine when they do it that way in the Sanye method. Mm, okay, interesting. So, so now the next question you may ask, Carmela, is why do we think rosé of Pinot Noir is so special? Why do we, Joe? I don't know. Why do you think? I Well, because we really like Pinot Noir to begin with. And if they're going to make a rosé with Pinot Noir, we are going to love it. That's right. And rosé Pinot Noir tends to be really dry, really crisp, really bright. Mm -hmm. Some people call it vibrant. And it's a food-friendly wine. It can be slightly sweet, but it's in a gentle way. It's not a cloying sweet. Yeah, it's like not at all. a refreshing almost kind of sweetness mm-hmm. to it. And, and it can often be described as like fresh or juicy and mouthwatering. That acidity can make it mouthwatering. So that's why we really like it. And I think another right reason why we really like it is that we kind of judge our wines based on how well they go with food. Right. And a rosé wine made mm-hmm. from Pinot Noir that's really crisp and acidic is going to be a really nice food wine. friendly. Yeah, with food, like a white wine that's crisp and acidic. Mm. It'll be the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say, we would say, look for Pinot Noir Rosé that comes from good producers, too, of Pinot Noir wine. If they make a good Pinot Noir, they're probably going to make a good Rosé of Pinot Noir. Oh, I love this. I'm so excited. Yeah, and I would try and find wines that are made in this maceration method where they talk about they handpick the wine specifically for Rosé and all that kind of stuff. Grapes. They handpick the grapes. That's right. Okay. So on that note, I think it's time to learn a little bit more about the specific wines we're drinking today. Okay. And I will just say this one thing. And I'll explain why in a minute. There's not quite as much information about these wines as we usually have. And, and, hmm. um, how come? Well, because I got them at Total Wine. Okay. Let's just get to that. As usual, the wines that we have chosen for this episode are under $20. So that's oh. good. That's mm-hmm. good. And all of them should be relatively easy to find because, again, I bought them all at Total Wine. But I, well, I will say Total Wine is convenient. Every time I go there, I gotta say, 
I kind of feel like I never want to go there again. Why is that? Because I'm always a little bit suspicious about their wine selection. Huh. I don't think they have an awesome, although they have an amazing number of wines. Like you can go in there and be like, I'm overwhelmed by the number of wines that are in this wine shop. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're all that great. I feel like it's a conglomeration of crappy wines half the time. Huh. I shouldn't so be so is, down on total okay, but, wine. But then why nice. is it that you are not? You don't have as much information about these particular wines? Because because what they very often do is they either get mass-produced wines or they, they have this winery direct wine. Mm. And these are wines that they make you know deals with. Ah. The winemaker, and they probably, you know, say, hey, we'll buy a ton of your wine. Just give us a good price. Mm. And because of that, these are often not reviewed wines. These are wines where, like, maybe the the winemakers, you know, like, there just isn't a lot of information. I find very often that I just have a hard time finding out information about the wines. Like, Hmm. they don't have good websites. It's hard to figure out, you know, much about them. So I just don't love that. I really want to know. I mean, if you want a shortcut and it's like a total wine, I like going there. It's convenient. It's fine. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying for me, I like to know more about the wines. And so going to Total Wine for me, sometimes I just find it frustrating. So you just went there, but you don't like, you're not super keen on going there often. Yeah. And and the reason I go there is because I do know that people go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big national wine shop. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to choose wines that I know people are going to be able to find. Right. They're accessible. Yeah. But if I'm going to go, I just don't love going there. I just Mm. have to, you know, I hate to say it. I just don't love going there. And by the way, they do love their Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay at Total Wine. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Gonna okay, say okay. But it, I'm digressing. I'm talking too much about Total Wine. You should be able to find these wines at Total Wine for sure, because some of them are winery direct wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you should be able to find them on wine. But I think if you dig around, you can easily find Rosé of Pinot Noir. You just have to dig around for mm. it. Okay. And then remember, while we love Rosé made from Pinot Noir, we may not love these specific wines. So you have to stay tuned because after I talk about these wines, we're going to do our tasting and then you'll know like, hey, what do we really think? And by the way, what do we always say about our tasting, Carmela? We say that it is really our opinion. That's right. And is it right? Not necessarily. We no. think it's right. We, we think I mean, it's we'll right. stand behind it for sure. But, you know, we understand if your taste is different than ours. That's right. We're not offended. That's right. We don't feel bad. And no. you shouldn't either, right? You shouldn't feel, you should feel good. Yeah. Well, you should just feel mediocre. What? Average. You, you should, should feel, feel okay. average about it. You should feel like, like us. Men's average. Men's and men's. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. So the first wine that we're going to taste and review today is made in the Pédoc wine region of France. Pédoc looks like Pays d'Oc. P-A-Y-S-D apostrophe O-C, the pay doke, and it's doc. called... Yeah, I was doc. Like, is there two Pays D's, doc. two O's? No, that's what it looks like, pays doc. Okay, but I'm not, I don't speak French well, mm. but I'm going to try this. It's called the Dautefois Pinot Noir Rosé. My goodness. <laughs> that's right. So pay doke is in the southeastern part of France, mm-hmm. and I'm going to nerd out, uh, wine nerd out for a second. And this a- area is a large wine designation called an IGP, and they have uh, different uh, wine designations in France. The IGP is not as strict as the AOC designation. How about that? Oh, wow. And this area, pay doke, it overlaps with the wine region called Languedoc-Rosselon, which is on the Mediterranean Sea near the border of Spain. Mm. So I think that's the important part. I'm not going to go a ton into it because we could talk about it for a while. But this is an area of France that has a like a Mediterranean climate, hot, dry summers, etc. Mm. 
But what's really interesting about this hmm. is I don't think the wine is the wine grapes are grown in that area. What? So on the label, the wine is called a Vin de France, and that's the most basic type of wine. It used to be called Vin de Table, which is table wine. Hmm. So it's a Vin de France, and in a Vin de France, the grapes can come from anywhere. Oh, weird. they can come from anywhere, and in this case, the grapes probably come from another area of France because. Paid Oak is not really a place where they grow a lot of Pinot Noir. Okay, that's strange. I know. So this is kind of weird. So I go to Total Wine. I'm looking for a Pinot Noir Rosé. I choose this one, but I'm not really convinced. I kind of think this winemaker just buys Pinot Noir grapes and makes rosé. So maybe you don't need to go visit that place. Paid Oak? Yeah. Not to Probably not for not. rosé. No. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. There wasn't really a ton of other information that I could find about this wine because this happens all the time on Total Wine. But there are a lot of places online that sell the wine. Mm. And all of them basically have the same short descriptions and information. And I'm also not sure if this wine is made in the direct press method or the Sagny method. But I have read that in this region of France, they use a, the Pay d'Oc region. They use a more traditional method of winemaking. So maybe they do use the direct press method. I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't know. Okay. It's cryptic. So this is a lot of I don't know. It's a lot of I don't know. Okay. If you know, let us know. Okay. So the if next- If you know, you know. You know, if you, you know. don't know, you don't. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next wine we're going to try comes from the Willamette Valley of Oregon, uh-huh. and it's called Conscious Pinot Noir Rosé. Wow. And Conscious-, conscious bottle of wine. It's it, It's aware. It is self-aware. Hmm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, so Conscious is a label within the Samuel Robert Winery. And their wines are often sold at Total Wine. And I've seen the Samuel Robert wines in grocery stores all over our area as well. Now, this wine received a 90-point rating from Beverage Dynamics. Mm-hmm. and the tw- Whoever they are. And the 2020 Vintage got a 90 rating from Wine Enthusiast. Okay, so again, this wine, I'm not sure if it's made from the direct press method or not, and there wasn't a ton else I could find about out about the wine. And as I was trying to pull together the show notes for this episode, the website, and even today, so I, I wrote this episode a little while ago, but I went again today. The there like the website is it's not down, but there there's something wrong with the website. They even say it on there like, hey, we'll Error. Exactly. They they <laughs> say like we'll get the information back on the website soon. So liars. I can't even what are go they to hiding from us. What are they hiding? Oh. Maybe they knew I was looking. Yeah. And they were embarrassed. Well, I don't know. They could be. Shall we call them? Let's call them. Sam. It's Sam Robert. <laughs> we want to talk to Samuel. Anyway, if you know, let us know. Maybe you'll have to be part of the Look It Up Club out there in Listening ah. Land, but we don't know that much about it. Mm. So then the last wine we're drinking is called Courtney Benham, Courtney Benham Rosé of Pinot Noir, and it's from the Los Caneros AVA of California. And that includes parts of both Napa and Sonoma. It's in Northern California. It's close to San Pablo Bay, and that area is a little bit cooler than uh, many other areas in Napa and Sonoma. And so it is... Suited to growing Burgundy grapes like Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So they're going to be hand-picked grapes made specifically for Pinot Noir. Mm. This wine also got a 90 rating from Beverage Dynamics and a 92 Carmella from James Suckling. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank God for that. Yeah, if you you haven't heard us say it for a little while, we don't trust James Suckling. Okay. Jimmy is just... Jimmy J. We don't, we don't know how trustworthy him. he is. We don't, we don't. And there's a little bit more about this wine that I could find out on their website. They mentioned that the grapes are whole cluster pressed, 
which makes me believe that this wine was made in the direct press method. Okay. And they also say that they use all native yeasts and they ferment and age in 100% stainless steel. Mm. So I'm expecting a nice, crisp, vibrant Pinot Noir Rosé. Nice. But that's it, Carmela. You know, I think that's enough information. Have I I talked enough? I I think I've over-talked. Have I talked too much? I won't say. Did I talk too much? You're a good talker. Again, the chatty, when it comes to the podcast, is all you, buddy. I know. It's weird because in our real lives... Well, no, no, don't go down that road. It's you who's no, chatting. No, I wouldn't say. The podcast is not our up. real life. It's our fake Wait, life. Don't t- you're selling us out to the people. They don't think we do this all day. The peeps. The, the peeps. Pe- our peeps. All right, peeps. Well, hang on. We're going to take a break. And grab we're gonna, that glass of wine. Grab that glass of wine. Grab that p- glass of rosé or Pinot Noir rosé or Pinot Noir or whatever. Whatever you're drinking. Drink along with us. Pull yeah. over to the side of the road. Drink along with us. Right. While we take a break. Hopefully you and brought pour, a bottle opener or perhaps. A screw cap. A screw cap. Or bottle. a can. Maybe you got a can, a can. of wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Okay, we are back and we are ready to try our first wine. And Carmela, it's a screw cap. So you can smell it and look at the bottle while I explain it really quickly. This is the D'Autrefois Pinot Noir Rosé. It's D apostrophe A-U-T-R-E-F-O-I-S. It's from France, from the Pédoc region. It's a 2022. It was only $13.99. Okay, it's very pretty. And we got it at Total Wine. And the alcohol is 12.5%. The grapes are Pinot Noir. And what are you smelling? Well, oh, I kind of smell some watermelon on it, maybe. Definitely. A little watermelon candy. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, it's got sweetness on it, for yeah, sure. Even like a little bit of like floral smell to it, or rose, mm-hmm. maybe, or okay. something like that. I I'll don't know. That. I've mm. got a little citrus on it, too. I smell okay. a little citrusy. Okay, like a lemon or an orange or a grapefruit. I don't know. It's just got a little citrusy. I don't know okay. exactly what lime? it is. A little lime? Maybe a little bit. I'm getting a little strawberry, too, okay. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like a strawberry candy. It's very can- it's it sweet. Is, it, sweet. It does it's have a sweet, sweet edge to it. Okay, well, let's taste it and see what we think. Okay. Ooh, right away, that candy taste. It's, it's sweet. It's sweet, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Kind of like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, I, I feel it's very... It's almost... It's not quite cloying but it's pretty sweet like yeah. it's sugary sweet it's not syrupy though it's not like that's what i'm thick, saying yeah 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 it's not thick but um it's almost cotton candy like too it's sugary this one tastes really sugary to me i don't mm. feel like it has a ton of um like a ton of depth on it or like a lot of like real fruit no and I, i'm getting citrus so i think that's that acidity i'm getting citrus on it mm. but it's sweet it's more sweet than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Mm. That means sweeter. It's, when I say more it's sweet. It's actually sweeter. <laughs> it's not the sweetest. It's it's not the sweetest like me. It's sweeter wow. like you. I don't wow. Know. I don't know. I'm er and you're s. What do you think of it? I mean, like, I know we're not rating it yet, but it's I'm... It's serious. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway, what food would you pair with this? Well, I do feel like this is reminding me of summer. I know that we're this trying to get summer past sipper. a summer this wine. This is a but, summer sipper. Yeah, You're right. But I do feel like this would be like a grill, like you'd be outside grilling. To uh, me, this is more of a like a cold by the pool, by the beach, but maybe you put an like ice a cube dager, or two in it. Like yeah, a, dager. And that's a day kegger, but a day tea. A, di- a darty. A, a darty. D- a day party. Diner? A diner? A darty. A dwiner? I heard our niece say darty. That's gross What sounding. is that? A day party. Oh, a darty. Okay, anyway, I do think you put ice cubes in it, but what food would you eat with this? So grilled foods? I would 
do like grilled. F- I would like some grilled food with this. <laughs> I'm like very right hungry. now. Okay. Like, do you have anything on the barbecue? No, nothing on the bobby. <laughs> shrimps on the bobby. Would you put shrimps I could on the? Do this with some shrimp. Okay, yeah. What about like a fish? Like a. Um, like a yeah. white fish, like mm-hmm. a grilled fish. Or I think something. it would be nice. What about any pastas? Mm. This will be tough with pasta. Yeah, this it might be too much. Pasta might be too big for this. I do kind of feel like this is a seafoody kind of wine, though. I do too. I mean, you could do some like charcuterie too, like cheese, yeah. like a cheese board with yeah. this too, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not sure I'd go down. It's pastas seem too heavy for this. Okay, and I don't think I. Maybe like a chicken, like a lemon chicken, but I don't mm. think you go with anything. This could probably do okay with like um, spicy foods. Yes, but, and mm-hmm. maybe some salt, like a potato chip or something. But I, I don't right, know. or even French like fries. a French even fries. like yeah, I was gonna say French fries or even like uh, fish and chips. Yeah, I could I could see that. But yeah. okay, overall, uh, as a reminder, on a rainy scale, I forgot to do this a couple weeks ago. Oh my, we rate on a scale. Oh my, mm-hmm. we rate on a scale of one to ten, where seven and above means that we would buy it, and a four or below means that we're gonna pour it down the sink, and a five or a six, menza menza, you know, halfway. That means. We're going to drink it and we'll finish it, but we might look for something else. We're not going to buy it. Do you think we threw people off? Do you think people were like, oh my God, like, where are we now? Because you didn't say that? Yes. They were like, I don't know what- Were you getting like- Why are they giving it- They gave that wine a seven on a scale of a million on a scale of one to seven? What is it? For people just like dinging you. Is that what you call it? Dinging? Yeah. Pinging. No, pinging. 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 (laughs) I say that and you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway- Were they pinging you? I had people literally say- is it a, what's the Calling scale? Like the 1 phone? to 29? Like, what is it? Yeah, I, mean, I think maybe people were. I think we should have a 1 to 29 do you scale. Think, do you think it just kept them up all night? Like, what if we said, I don't know, I'd give this wine like a 26. Oh, no, I'd give it a oh 23. And then they were like, wait. No, I don't like, know what that means. We're a 15 or below. No, okay. <laughs> anyway, what rating would you give this wine? Okay, I think that I'm going to give this a 6. Okay. I think I'm giving it a six too. I think I'm giving it a very generous six. I'm 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 reserving the right to change it. It's not a four. Like it's definitely not a four. No, and it's absolutely it's, it's easy not to drink. It's, yeah, not, I'm it's not just I'm just not going to probably buy it. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I like it or if I'm not. I'm like tolerant of it. Oh, wow. that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna try our next wine. <laughs> Okay, Okay. we are back and we're ready to try our next wine. And I will say the last wine, the Datefois, was super pink. This one is more red. It's yes. pink, but it's kind of red. So anyway, this is the Conscious, not Conscience, uh-huh. but the Conscious, like it is self-aware, Pinot Noir Rosé. Mm-hmm. It's from Oregon, from the Willamette Valley. It's a 2022. It was only $14.99 at total wine. It's 13% alcohol. Uh, 100% Pinot Noir, and again, Beverage Dynamics gave it a 90, and Carmela, you're so, like, she has a scowl, like, she's really studying this <laughs> well, bottle of wine. Weird. It's a screw cap, it's but, a screw like, cap. What, what's going on? I, well, I'm just, you I seem so troubled. Okay, like, I don't, about being like, I don't get it. Why are you well, so troubled? Well, Are you conscious? Is it looking because, at you? Is it staring yeah, at you? Yeah, I'm like, it's this conscious? thing is alive. I don't know what to think. It's just like, if we're trying to take Pinot Noir Rosés seriously, this is not the bottle to be... Okay directing people to because i mean look at that bottle it's just so i mean and it's just like there's the label strange and there's like a red top and then a pink uh wording i don't know you're bitter it's all, about it. you're no, mad it's about just it. all okay. over the place well let's smell it and see what we think okay 
This one, I, I like the smell right off the bat. It's I almost still got think a little... I think it's very sweet. Really? I think it's I very don't. candy-like. I don't think this one is mm, okay. as much. To me, it's got a little bit, but to me, it's uh, it's got that Pinot Noir kind of cherry. I can smell some of that sweet cherry on okay. it. Sweet. Okay. I did say sweet, but mm-hmm. like it, I got that cherry smell on it. Yeah, more so than the last one, but For it sure. still has like a hard candy, like a... Oh, like a cherry candy, like, like a, a cherry licorice. It's div- like definitely a cherry has licorice. more depth. For sure, has more, more depth. depth. For sure. So I wouldn't say like watermelon. You know, no, like I. It get doesn't the, have that watermelon. No, I can definitely get that cherry. Maybe a tiny bit of strawberry, like a ripe strawberry. Mm-hmm. Not tiny, but like a ripe strawberry. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I can almost t- smell the skin of the strawberry. Yeah, yeah, or of just the, of a of red a fruit. fruit. Yeah. yeah. And I am smelling a little bit almost like herb qualities, like, you know, herby kind of qualities on it. I don't know. Right. You know. Some fresh air or like, I don't Leaves. know. Leaves. I'm smelling grass more like. Grass or grass. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Grass. But I also, yes, that type, but also like a strawberry leaf or something. You oh, know, like okay. those kinds of okay, leaves. Okay. Okay. Well, let's taste it and see what we think. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got Ooh. a lot of depth. It's a. It's got a lot of flavor. It's actually kind of berry sweet. It's there's a lot of fruit on this. Yeah, but it changes as it goes through your mouth. Like I feel like when it first hits the mouth, it's got a little bit of like almost citrusy acid on it, mm. but then it gets actually warmer and fuller and more berry like as you drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's definitely I know it's cold. And this is Ooh. you could drink this one room temperature too. It doesn't have to be ice cold. Don't you it's think? Got, yeah. It's you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Cherry juice. It's got a cherry yes. juice yes. flavor it to it. It is a juice. When my Aunt Anne used to make cherry juice, I don't know if you people out there in listening land have ever had cherry juice, but my Aunt Anne, she had a big I, double boiler oh, with wow. some sort of plastic or rubber tube on it, and she would make, she would steam the cherries and make cherry juice, and it was amazingly sweet and rich. And they, and did my she aunt, add sugar? I don't think she did. Mm. I mean, she made it. And, not the, and it was to. usually made from a very dark cherry, like a black cherry. Ah. You know, like those really dark cherries. Right. And right. that's what this reminds me of a little bit. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's in terms of just like the look, too. Like it's a, would be a nice centerpiece. Just now, having these glasses of wine on the table. Yeah. Cause it's dark. It's not a pink, like it's not a light pink wine. It's kind of dark. I think it's kind of dramatic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like the exactly. bottle, the, the bottle almost doesn't not, do it justice. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, to me, this is, I'm going to nerd out, but I kind of do feel like this is a more serious wine, like a more substantial wine. Well, sure. Well, it's got sure. some well, like tannin. It's got some body to it. Mm-hmm. It's got more body to it than you you would think just looking at it. Mm. What food would you pair with these conscious? What about you? What do you think? Um, I feel like this would be really good with spicy foods. Like oh. I, I've got a hankering for some, you know, good old Chinese food tonight, and Ooh. this would go great with it. Yeah, it would. I be- think it would refreshing. just refreshing. It's got the, good or- balance of acid and fruit, mm-hmm. and a little bit of like citrus on it, and it's nice. It's just a nice wine. It's a great wine. How about you? Uh, I would do the same. I'm kind of back to that whole like uh, fish and chips too. Like okay, fried so more fish. fried foods. Yeah, less of a flaky fish probably because right. it's got some sweetness on it that I think would be hard to pair. Right, I agree. But, but I think like uh, grilled foods, this would do really nicely with good with charcuterie. Smoky foods, you know, even like smoked food would be nice. That's a great call. You know, I think smoked foods is a great call. Mm-hmm. Like a, even like a spicy smoked sausage. Oh my! You know, we were talking about like, like a pork or a beef sausage. Um, either, but like, you know, we were talking about tailgating wines. Mm-hmm. This would be a great tailgating wine. Yeah, this wine. would be nice. It'd be a great tailgating mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what rating would you give this wine, my love? Well, oh <laughs> my 
goodness. I'm now you're, the, you know. Rosé is going to my head. Oh my goodness. I know you're kind of, you know, making me feel a little bashful now. You're getting as red <laughs> as the rosé. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give this. I'm kind of teeter-tottering between a seven and an eight, actually. Me too. Yeah. I. You know what? This... I like this one a whole lot more than the other. I think I I'm going to give it an eight. Me too. Oh, wow. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. We're, we're, we're two for two we're on our ratings. Here. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm still not sure I think the Datois, whatever, it gets a six, but I'm going to stick with it for now. But this one I like. I do it's like a quite a really bit. really nice wine. Okay, we're going to take a break. Seriously. It's a seriously good wine. Okay, we're going to take a break and try our last wine. Okay. Okay, we are back, and we're ready to try our last wine. She's just like, she's swirling that wine, and it's like almost came over the top. I don't know what's going on. Now, I will say, you know, we're not going to prejudge, but it is a cork. This wine did have a cork. And after two, after two screw caps, you know, you're just ready for Another screw, screw cap. cap. Anyway, you want to start with the cork? No, it's fine. This is a Courtney Benham Rosé of Pinot Noir from Los Carneros, California. It's a 2021, and this one was $17.99. Uh, we got to get in at total wine, 13.1% alcohol. So just ah. a little bit, 0.1% uh, points uh, above the last one, 100% Pinot Noir. And again, Beverage Dynamics gave this a 90, and Sucky James Suckling gave it a 92. But Carmela, what are you smelling? Well, first of all, I wanted to comment on the bottle because it's quite pretty. It's quite pretty. And I love this girl. She's falling over on her bike, though. It's very And it's odd. very pink. This wine is very pink. The bottle is kind of that Riesling style. It's almost orange, that, actually. Yeah. It's that tall, thin style bottle. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. And it pretty. has no, you notice this, but it doesn't have a top label on it. Yeah. Like, it has it's the label on the rustic, body. It's a little rustic, but also mm-hmm. a little bit formal, elegant. too. Yeah, yeah it's kind of pretty it's, looking. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it, but it's very pretty. What are you smelling? Okay. My first smell was not a very good smell. Yeah. It's got earthy. Yeah. It's what I would call earthy smell. Almost mm. like barnyardy kind of smell. Yeah, it's almost a little bit not rancid like the bottle's no, no, no. bad. No, no, no. But it does have a little bit of natural. Yeah, or like uh, like basement even, but not like I think barnyard. Okay, maybe that's, what that's I'm saying our... barnyard. Oh, you and your barnyard. But it's not um it's like got a chickies? little chickies like baby chickies. Yeah, 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 like you know, oh, I'm thinking about yeah, smell? when we go to the we're going to go to the pumpkin patch one of these days ah, in October. And oh, it kind of yeah, smells yeah. like that. It kind of smells like a farm a farm it does farm god damn it i'm i'm now i'm getting that because i couldn't put my nose on it before but now now that's what i'm getting i am getting kind of that watermelon candy on the like if you really smell into it you can get that watermelon candy but that's not the first smell and i feel like it's after it's been open for a little while like after it's been in your glass then you can get it's a little more and you stop swirling it if you swirl it too much you get kind of a poopy kind of smell Ooh. No, really. Mm-hmm. You get that barnyardy kind of smell. But if you let it sit in the glass, a little more sweeter, sweeter, little candy. Yeah, I think we should try it. Let's okay. see what we think. Hmm. <laughs> we both went. Hmm. It's very citrusy. Actually. Bitter, kind of bitter and bitter. It's got like a. It's almost like um, orange, like pith. an orange pith, mm-hmm. like almost orangey. It's a sweet citrus. It's not a. It's got some tartness, but it's a sweet citrus. Maybe more of like a lime, a lemon-lime citrusy kind of taste. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It has a bit of like, this is going to sound weird, but kind of like a LaCroix. Mm. Kind of like that, car- you know, that carbonated water that has a little bit of bitterness mm-hmm. on it. It's it's actually, think? yeah, none of that like kind of barnyardy kind of taste is coming no. through, <laughs> but it's in the bitterness. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, these, this was in stainless steel. Yes, hundred yeah. percent stainless mm-hmm. steel. Mm-hmm. But it's it's um I don't know how to describe it. It's mm. that the 
the bitterness on it, it's like slate. Like it's got rocky mm-hmm. mi- minerality. Rocky, that was our dog. Oh, our doggy. It's got minerality to it. Like this wine has minerality. You can taste rocks and shit. Yes, or like a f- like a river rocks. Yes. Something river rock. Yeah, yeah. So this mm-hmm. is pretty complex. Like this is kind of a complex wine. I think even the smell that barnyard there's a lot kind to of, talk about there's a lot wine. to talk about it's pretty yeah i do think this would be this is not your summer sipper by the pool wine i don't no. think i mean it's a nice wine i think it's more serious i'm not I sure honestly if it's do. a huge crowd pleaser though either i'm no. not sure everybody's gonna love this wine no i agree but i i think it's more of like a hmm i don't know i i kind of hate to think that maybe this is a wine that's kind of in between like the wine snob might go oh i don't know and the wine you know the rosé lover would be like oh i don't know but i actually think it's got some elegance to it and some like seriousness to it well it's serious it's so serious i don't i mean the whole serious thing is what do you mean like like you can have a conversation about it and kind of <laughs> analyze it serious or yeah like you can ponder it you can think about it you can consider it. Oh, okay. It's got grassiness to it. I'm tasting grassiness. Mm-hmm. Um, what food might you pair with this Courtney Benham Rosé of Pinot Noir? Did? Whoa. I think that this could stand up to more yes. richer foods. Like you could do a pasta with I this. I totally agree. Yeah. And I, you could do a seafood pasta, especially. Oh, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. You could even do like, like you said, this one doesn't feel so summery. I feel like you could do a pizza, like a white pizza with this. Something bready with this would be. This is a good, be good. Yeah, this is a good fall wine. This is mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving wine, and it would look so nice on the table. Yeah, this is a this is this is much more of a winter fall holiday kind of. You know, white meat. Feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, white meat kind of wine. I think this would be a great How about the other wine. white meat? And pork. Yes, pork. Uh, anyway, that was weird. The way I said it was weird. Okay. Well, what rating would you give Courtney Benham? I'm going to give Miss Courtney Benham. Benham. Um, I'm going to give her a... Courtney could be a guy's name, too. It's it could be. Could be. <laughs> I know a lot of Courtney's there women, but you're right. It's like Shannon. I know yeah. mostly women named Shannon, but I know a guy. There are some I know Robins a few guys named Shannon. Okay, male. but what are you going to give it, Carmelo? <laughs> oh, no, my name is Carmela. Yeah. But um, I'm going to give this, you know, I'm thinking about like a seven. I knew it. I wrote it down. I'm giving it an eight. I think it's a really nice wine. Wow. It's a different wine, but I like it. It's got kind of austerity to it. You always like things that are like a little bit. A little bit weird. Yeah. Like you. I like, <laughs> okay. So which of these wines are you finishing tonight, Carmelo? Oh, my God. My name is Carmela. I, what is? How about my, my the kids, Marianne, not the kids. Carm. Our daughter will call me Carm, and yeah. then I, I call her Mar. And she hates And she it. doesn't go by Mar. She okay, goes by you, Mare. Can you okay. tell me which one you're finishing? I am definitely having the conscious one. Not the one conscience. that's alive. It's not, that's not the conscience. Con- the that's that, what I it's not alive. Was. It's self-aware. Okay. It may, I want the self-aware like, wine tonight. Yeah, because like, is a if a computer program becomes self-aware, is it alive? No, it's self-aware. It's conscious. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so deep. It's, it's so serious. It's different than life. Wow. Okay. I actually think I really liked that wine. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. But because I want to share I'm going to have this one. I'm going to stick with Courtney. Okay, you're so nice. Yeah. So nice. Okay, so let's talk about the taste profiles expected from a Pinot Noir Rosé. Okay. Uh, Wine enthusiast says, in general, Pinot Noir Rosé is typically fruity, fresh, and elegant in style with mild acidity to brace its cherry and light spice flavors. Spice, it's interesting. Mm. White cherry and zesty citrus. And a website called In Good Taste says crabapple, watermelon, strawberry, melon. 
Okay. Now, the D'Artoifois, I can't say it, Pinot Noir Rosé, the winery says, This delightful dry rosé is filled with fresh strawberry and cherry aromas. A pleasant acidity balances the fruity palate. How'd we do? Okay. I was getting we did strawberry. okay. Yeah, definitely strawberry. We had that. a lot of watermelon. Mm-hmm. On and we did. Mm-hmm. Conscious Pinot Noir Rosé, the winery says, An elegant light ballet slipper pink in color. No, it's not. It's dark. No, it's so red. <laughs> Refreshingly crisp and complex. The nose is delicate with hints of stone fruit and white tropical flowers, bright acidity, delights the palate with wild strawberries, nectarine, and a hint of guava. Hmm. Okay, a little bit of that. Strawberry, again. Beverage Dynamics says, a bright watermelon pink. Mm. I'm not so sure about that. Hint of sweetness at the finish and strawberry notes linger lovely. Petite Cellar says, the ripe fruit flavors run from strawberry to marchino cherry to kumquat to marmalade. I think Uh, that's right. Yes, marchino cherry. I think they're totally spot on. Petite Cellars is spot on. Mm. Okay, the Courtney Benham Rosé of Pinot Noir. Beverage Dynamics says, this this wine is a lovely cotton candy pink color with bright notes of strawberry candy and lemon zest. Light and refreshing, easily paired with light hors d'oeuvres. Uh, the winery says a refreshing complex rosé full of ripe fruit and bright acidity, candied strawberry, cherry, apricot, kumquat, and citrus blossoms. Interesting. Mm. Wow. There you go. Hmm. So what do you think, Carmela? Rosé of Pinot Noir, is it a serious wine? Seriously, it's serious. It's so Hands seri- down, it's so serious. Why so serious? That's Why what so I think. Why so serious? Okay. I agree. No, what do you think? I, I mean, look, I there was a leading. I was leading the jury. I was leading the jury. Of mm. course, I think it's a serious wine, mm-hmm. but it's also a fun wine. Like it's, it's not. No, you know, you don't have to be like. Mm, mm, it's serious, serious in the sense that we want people to take it seriously and to like try it and really just be open minded and enjoy it. Right. You don't have don't to be, be so close minded. Oh, people. Come on. Come out of your shell. Right. (laughs) And if you're in a shell, you're probably a hermit crab. No, they don't have shells. turtle. But you can come out of a shell. Hermit crabs do. No, they take on other things to be their shell. No, no, but it's a shell. They don't go into like a, you know. Oh, they do though. A pencil sharpener. No. They would. No, they they, go into shells, honey. Have you ever seen hermit crabs? Yeah, but if you had an empty pencil sharpener, they would go into it. Guaranteed. Look it up. Be part of the look it up. Okay. 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 Carmela, it's time for us to go. But before we do, we do want to thank you very much for listening to us. And if you haven't done so yet, come on right now. Subscribe. Subscribe. Be a great time to subscribe to our podcast and support us. Mm -hmm. We're being serious about this. And also, please leave us a serious but friendly and fun and positive and five-star rating and review on our website or at at Apple Podcasts. So people will go, oh, my gee. These people are serious and fun. They're seriously fun. Okay. There we go. And we'd also love to hear from you and maybe about a wine you'd like us to taste and review. And a wine, maybe you think, hey, is this a serious wine or not? And we'll tell you what we think. You can leave a message for us on our website at thewinepairpodcast.com. And you can join our email newsletter there. Woohoo! And you can just email us if you want to at joe at thewinepairpodcast. I've got a bunch of emails this week. I don't know what's going on. Serious wine, Lee. Okay. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on threads, although I'm not doing anything on threads. But Instagram, I'm pretty good about posting. So Mm -hmm. come on. Respond to our post comment tell us how much you love us how about that wow, that's weird. the pressure that's too I mean, much. Yeah. all right i think that's enough carmela i've gone off the deep end mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna say thanks again we're gonna sign off and we'll see you next time and like we like to say life is short so stop drinking that shitty non-serious wine bye bye I'm
too much. I hope you're for your touch. 